I'm so excited to talk about Smallville episode two this week. Smallville episode two. Yes, Metamorphosis. Metamorphosis. It's basically part two of episode one. Mm-hmm. It's very good. It's very good. Let's just waste no time and jump uh-huh. into it right now. What are you? Are you ready, Kindle? Yes, I'm ready. April Fools. <laughs> we got you so good, and then we really tricked you by taking a week off. Yeah. It, don't be fooled. Cameron's son didn't have surgery. Mm-hmm. It or, was just it. It was just a part of the joke. Uh-huh. Or chances parents didn't meet his fiance, or yeah, they didn't have the most hellish, excruciating pain of my life in my foot. It's true. We were gonna record, and you went to the emergency room. And I'm like, it well, was I just guess the urgent care. I didn't spend that much money. Oh, guess you had gout. Uh-huh. Well, enough of all this sadness because we're bringing you a pre-podcast podcast within a podcast yes that's right so let's begin no sleep till bobka no sleep till bobka that's right and live on the air review complete well i mean guess it's not live. it's, it's not live it is recorded but it's happening as we speak yeah uh review of the fresh baked, although this has been frozen for a few weeks, uh, but still fresh baked. As all most breads are, they are baked fresh at some point. <laughs> uh, cinnamon bread or cinnamon butter bread from Costco. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm so excited. Cameron is uh, digging in for the first time. I've had it multiple times. Multiple times. My son seemed to enjoy it today. Mmm, mm, it's very good. Cinnamony. I was worried that the freezer would. Trash it, Tarnish but it did it not. in some way. I feel like I would like to try fresh, just to compare. Mm-hmm. But this is very delicious. There's a nice sheen of cinnamon sugar around the outside that kind of has a nice little textural note. The bread is very, I'm sorry, I have to say it, very moist. Uh, it is, it's true. Very buttery. Every word they use to describe this loaf is exactly right. Mm-hmm. Cinnamon butter bread. Mm-hmm. You have it all there. Everything. The big three. Um, so what would you say is the MVP? Of the three? Mm, yes. The cinnamon, the butter, or the bread? Mm-hmm. I mean, the bread, without the bread, you have nothing. That's true. It really holds the cinnamon and the butter together. Uh-huh. You need the bread. It's like, you can have the best offense in the world, but without defense, what do you have? It's the unsung hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. Titles? <laughs> um, boy meets delicious bread. <laughs> Boy meets cinnamon butter bread. Mouth meets cinnamon butter. Mouth meets heaven. Mouth meets heaven. It's good stuff. It is good stuff. And uh, ratings. I haven't tried it fresh, like not frozen. So I think I'm going to go for like a nine and a half. Mm. It's a little more moist when it's not frozen. Mm -hmm. I mean, it wasn't dry. Mm. Man, what a great experience that our listeners just got to listen to us live on the air. One of our oldest running bits is us eating stuff on the, on the air. On the cold open. Like we did <laughs> when Minkus had his ice cream bars. Mm-hmm. That was the beginning That was of very it. early. But now our second or third episode, I feel like, where we ate ice cream bars on the air. But now we've got a segment for it. Mm-hmm. And it belongs. So Costco cinnamon butter bread, you can only buy them in packs of three loaves. And that's how they tend to get you. Well, it's, it's not very expensive. <laughs> I'm just meaning that's the nature of... Costco. Big box stores. Yeah. So maybe find a couple friends and go have, not have these, third Z's, and each of you get a loaf. 
or it's basically a fraction math problem waiting to happen. You and your three friends decide to put money together to buy three loaves of butter cinnamon, <laughs> butter. cinnamon butter bread. How many loaves of cinnamon butter bread would each of you get if you divided evenly? Mm-hmm. Three yeah. fourths of a loaf. We've also been discovering. Um, oh, I guess we should probably close out. Um, Yeasty boys. Mm-hmm. No sleep till babka. No no sleep till babka. Uh, we've been discovering at Costco that their produce is excellent. Uh-huh. We uh, we bought this huge tub of grapes, and we were like, we're going to have to like, freeze some of these or something. Can you freeze grapes? Is that good for them? I have no idea. But we were just like, there's no way we're going to eat. We eat all of these. We ate the last ones like yesterday. And it was just like, why are these grapes so good? Heaven's grapes from the land of Cana. <laughs> A and land flowing with grapes and, <laughs> and cinnamon <money>. butter bread. <laughs> and cinnamon butter bread. <laughs> Let's talk about that real quick. This is a true story that I'll tell my listeners. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> no. I, uh, this, is, this is what that made me think of. Because this is a true story for my listeners, for our listeners, especially the ones who listen to the deconstruction episode. Um, I was with my fiance the other day, and she looked over, and I had this really troubled look on my face. Uh-huh. Um, we had talked maybe 15 minutes before, and she said something about, like, don't get scared and run away because you'll get eaten a whale and spit back up. Like, just kind of making a reference to Jonah. Uh-huh. Just like, but not like, really, you know? Just a casual. And then she looks over, like, 15 minutes later, I've got this really troubled look on my face. And she's like, what? I'm like, I don't want to tell you. And she's like... What? Why? It's like, because I'm a crazy person, Nikki. And she's like, why? What's going on? It's like, fine. You asked for it. And I was like, you ever notice how no one in the Old Testament seems to actually follow the law? Like, and she goes, what? <laughs> and I'm like, I was just thinking about it. And I was thinking about Jonah and how he got the entire na- or city of Nineveh to like repent and turn to God, but they didn't have the temple, they didn't have the law. Jonah says five words to the whole thing, and then God considers them righteous. Like, isn't that kind of a weird thing? And she's like, "This is what you've been thinking about all this time." <laughs> and I'm like, "All this time." And and then I was like, "Well, it goes deeper than that." And then I went on for like five more <laughs> minutes about like why it was weird and why certain Bible stories, especially like. Prophets, why well, no one ever actually keeps the law. They don't have it, I suppose. <laughs> and, I was just, and she's just like, Oh, you're lucky I love you, you big lug. That's my impression of Nikki. So, that is who I am. I am a person who... <laughs> a, a random aside about Jonah. Deeply troubled about things. <laughs> troubled in his spirit. by the Broadway revival of Fiddler on the Roof. Unless someone real decides to sponsor us, this is Boy Meets World Fever, and I'm one of your hosts, Cameron. I'm your other host, Chance. We're not freaks of the week. No, but you know what we are? What? Tradition! 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 You've never seen Fiddler on the Roof? 
I know the one Gilmore Girls episode about it. Mm. That's that's a bummer. But there's a the whole opening number is about. I mean, it's about Jewish people living in Russia and all the hardships that they face. But the opening number is this big song about tradition and like tradition is the thing that keeps them going in the midst of all the hardship. Okay. And I, this episode's about traditions, so my brain went there. Okay. I I can see that now. I'm I'm really glad. How are you, Chance? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I did not expect to talk about Fiddler on the Roof. Well, you should always expect that when I'm around. I guess it's true. I guess. Dream role. If I had to pick a role, if I inst- today got called from Mr. Broadway himself and said, we need you. You'd be Tevia? Uh-huh. Okay. You know why I know that name? Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> when it's Kirk and all the, like, ten-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, I guess your mind is like my mind, except instead of complex theology that no one cares about. It's useless, useless <laughs> pop culture. Well, I was going to say Broadway. Also that. <laughs> useless Broadway. I wasn't going to call it useless. I thank you. Did you get new glasses? I did. You're nice. the second person who's ever noticed. I've been wearing them for two weeks now. I haven't seen you in two weeks. Now, every, my, my fiancé got them for me. They don't transition because... We realized at our engagement photos mm-hmm. that my... You look like a man in black. Yeah. Minus the, the suit. That I only had transition glasses, so we bought new non-transitions for the wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wore them to school the first day, and she really likes them. She's like, they're bigger, and they've got like a wooden texture. Yeah, they look nice. And she likes them a lot. And she's like, how many people complimented your glasses today? And I was like, babe, I told you, no one... In the entire world, looks at what I'm wearing. Like I could wear the same thing four or five days in a row, and no one would be like, "Didn't you wear that yesterday?" It's just you know you got your rotation. Well, I'm just I'm not the kind of guy that people like notice the You're appearance not that, of that fashion. Fashion boy. Yes. <laughs> so. Quickly changing. You're gonna be fashion boy. Um. I did. I buy. I bought a shirt for myself the other day. It was forty-five dollars. It made me want to. Whoa! It was a very. I liked the pattern a lot. I thought Nikki was gonna be like forty-five. That's a lot. But no, she said, "I'm really proud of you. You bought yourself a nice quality shirt." Yeah, shirts are expensive. I try not to go above thirty. Well, you don't have the quality. I yeah. quality. I do. I don't. I also don't have a lot of choice <laughs> at that price range. Yeah. I uh, we. We've been shopping for a place at a place called DXL for me lately. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Mm, good to know. I got good stuff. You, they would have your sizes too. Yes, I got a long torso. Yeah, they have lots of almost all their stuff comes in talls. Yeah, I need that. So, um, but yeah, don't know why we're talking about this. No, me neither. I guess we could make a Christmas present transition. Uh huh. Yeah. Sometimes you get shirts for Christmas. Sometimes you don't. I'll buy you something from DXL for Christmas. I appreciate it. You probably won't remember, and I really won't mind. It's a, it's got some good stuff. I got my wedding suit there. Nice. Um, but yes, we are talking about the 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 reason for the season. You know, it seems like every year it comes earlier and earlier. <laughs> Here we are, Christmas, Christmas in April. In April. Um, is it really about Christmas? I guess it kind of is. Uh, it's set against the backdrop of Christmas. It pulls upon some pretty heavy Christmas tropes. Yeah. Like a Christmas carol. And people being miserable because of other people is 
what is, essence of Christmas. What is that if not the real reason of the season? The season of the reason. No, I had a lovely, pretty traditional Christmas this year. Look at you. It was my first one in many, many moons. I'm glad you were able to enjoy that. It was it was fine. I was uncomfortable most of it. It's gonna be it's gonna be fine. Yeah. And you look out every year to look forward to that. Time loop day is your day. Time loop day is my day. And and every other Nikki just gets to tell you what to do. And yeah. Pick out your clothes in the morning. It is fun uh, marrying me specifically for anybody out there um, because I don't come with traditions. This whole episode is <laughs> yeah. What you see is what you get. <laughs> this whole episode is lost on me. I don't have Christmas traditions. The one thing you got to do is accommodate time loop day into your year, and that's around Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So that's already done. Yeah, that's already happened. But I'm talking about Easter traditions. I'm talking about any traditions. Uh-huh. I don't have them. He's, his Arbor Day traditions. That's the other day he holds pretty sacred. He likes to go plant a tree. All right. I'm gonna, Every year. I'm just going to finish this whole episode for us. Right right here. Right okay. Here. We're done. Um, Shortest episode ever. Yeah. Here's our setup. Uh, Topanga is staying with the Matthews. She has traditions and is pushy about them. They have traditions and don't know how to communicate no hilarity ensues. Well, Jack is kind of funny. Jack is the only one. Uh, um, they they don't communicate. She's pushy. It's unpleasant to watch. Jack and Sean show up twice to save the day. And that's it. That's it, yeah. That's the episode. I don't want to talk about it. There's not really a whole lot of, like, holiday heart, you know, like a warm feeling of, like, togetherness or anything like that. Which is maybe true for many people's holidays. Anyway. Yeah. This is the thing. Why? 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 Why did we choose this? Not you and me. Yeah. Why did the writers, producers, all of those people responsible for decision making on this show choose this one? In a weird way, this episode made me miss Turkey Day. (laughs) Because, yes. At least that made you feel something. Well, it Puzzlement. It made you feel something and, like... Was comparing class struggles in America to Rwandan triple genocide. <laughs> Is that immensely tone deaf? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Does something at least happen and it like tries to do a heartwarming thing? Mm-hmm. It does. It does. Like, you know, the kids sitting down to eat and the whole idea of like the next generation being better than the last and... Verna talking about it'd be a shame to waste all that cheese. Uh-huh. That it's, is very good. You know, at least it's got something. Frankie's has, there. The The conclusion of this episode, I'm just going to jump ahead, is so insanely rushed. Corey doesn't even apologize for being a baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I would understand if you never want to see me again because I'm a giant man baby. <laughs> yeah. And I don't deserve you. He doesn't. He doesn't even apologize. He's just like... We're different people, and that's good. I don't deserve happiness because I can't comprehend basic human emotions. Yeah. I mean, you do deserve... Don't hear me say that. Yes. You do deserve happiness no matter who you are. But Corey here brings it all upon himself. Yeah. This is just one of those episodes, and it was one of the episodes that I've dreaded for a while now. Um, Just because I don't remember there being anything pleasant about it. And I was right. <laughs> Got it in one. I mean, uh. there's a few funny moments. And and all of you out there, if you're like, 
Chance, you're so negative. Christmas holds no nostalgia for me, so even the backdrop, like, doesn't... But, I mean, Christmas does hold nostalgia for me. And even then, it's like, this doesn't really even play on that. Like, yes, it's set at Christmas time. They use Christmas as kind of the, the fulcrum mm-hmm. upon which the entire teeter-totter of the episode hinges. But it doesn't, though. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't. No. No, this could be about, like... You could replace all the Christmas stuff with, like, which direction you put the toilet paper on and whether or not you roll up the toothpaste. And it could just be, like, Corey and Topanga are sharing a bathroom for the first time. And it would be the same fight. Mm-hmm. Like, I've always done it this way. Well, I've always done which it Which one of them do you think way. does toilet paper over and which one does under? Well, Topanga's logical, so she does under. Over? No. The logic- Over's the right way. See, I've always done over, too. Don't get me wrong. But there is no way for it to roll off if it gets hit, if it's under. I suppose you're right. But I like to think of that as more of a happy accident on the part of the designer rather than the intentional design. I mean, maybe. But in I'm a man of logic. We have the patents. <laughs> we have the original documents for the toilet paper roll. And we know that it is meant to be over. And I will I hear no such arguments against it. Thank you, Topanga. <laughs> I, I'm a man of logic. And all things being equal, the fact that it won't roll, roll all off if it gets hit, in my view makes it more logical to put it under though i've always been an overman what if there's a spider under the on the bottom and you reach to pull the paper spider bites you and you die well, but that's such if a... you pull it the spider comes up you have time to swat it away that's such a specific i'm just saying what you don't have to worry about it i mean i suppose that's fair <laughs> i suppose that's fair um I, I think he would be over and she would be up. And she would probably have similar reasoning to me. Though, I don't use my own reasoning. She's also much more forceful in her um, wanting things her way. And it's, Corey's much less... He's much more of like a marshmallow. He's like a marshmallow until he isn't. Uh-huh. Until he's like a flaming marshmallow. <laughs> yeah. I suppose we should get into the episode. Yeah, the sooner we do it, the sooner it's done. Well, I, like I tell my students, it's like, if you were actually working this whole time, you'd already be done. And there's not much to go over, because there's no, like, deeper meaning to anything mm-hmm. that happens. I mean, Corey is excited that Topanga's coming over. He's talking to his family. Hey, don't embarrass me. Uh, Eric, don't run down the halls naked, screaming, we wish you, singing, we wish you a Merry Christmas. Dad, are you capable of change at your age? No. Then just say, excuse me, when you do it. Yeah. And yeah. So he's just kind of... Cool it, people. We got a company coming. Yeah. He's like, that's exactly what he's doing. And Eric does have a funny line. I only do it because people have come to expect it. (laughs) Um, Which is pretty funny. Eric Eric and Jack are the lights of this episode, which is Uh very strange. Yes. Jack especially. Yeah. He's only in two scenes. But But he he steals them both. Yeah. In my opinion. Um, Um, He's in three. And I think he kind of steals the third scene that he's in as well. I guess so. He doesn't really do it. No, but he continues a joke that I think is the best joke of the whole show. Episode, not the whole show. Mm, okay. Um, but that's just one man's opinion. That's one man's toilet paper roll opinion. We'll so. get it. We'll get We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, but Corey and Eric go off to talk and 
Oh, by the way, they're putting up an aluminum tree. Yeah, and Dad is like, I love you, Eric. Or, I like you, Eric, but I love this tree. Mm-hmm. But Corey goes and shows Eric that he got a promise ring yeah. for Topanga. He shows Eric the ring, and he's like, oh, it's lovely. But I, I couldn't accept this. We're family. It'd be wrong. Yes. Um, and he says it's a promise ring. It's for Topanga. And he's like, that's just so precious. You're the most precious couple in the world. You're freaks. Yeah. The, the whole is true. We've yeah. we've not spent a lot of time talking about purity culture and whatnot on here, but it's a bit much. Yeah, it's a bit much. Because that's not our place to talk about. That. That's not what this show is. Oh, I I'll talk about. I know you would. Culture. I know you would. I've I don't wanna. It's, it's the holiday season, Chance. <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> it's the holiday season. I got a tum tum full of cinnamon butter bread. You do. My it's hard as light. We had fudge earlier. Mm-hmm. It was also really good. Um, but then Amy comes in with Topanga. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Corey, look what I brought you for Christmas. And he's like, ooh, Mrs. Topanga head. Yes, which is cute. Uh huh. And then she's there, and it takes not 30 seconds for everything to fall apart. No. Um, Alan comes out with some eggnog. Does, does she already freak out about the tree? No, she hasn't freaking out. Freaked out. Freaked? She hasn't freaked out about the tree yet. Because she, he brings out eggnog, and she's like, you know it would be great? Have you guys ever tried mold cider? It's like, okay, like, why? I understand why Corey and Eric react in a competitive way. Because she's, like, challenging their drink of choice. Mm-hmm. But why is Topanga suddenly, like, instead we should have mold cider instead of, like, Oh, my family's always had mulled cider. You think we could maybe do that too? Uh-huh. This could have all been <laughs> circumvented. Like, oh, sure, I'd love to try this. Like, she's would... not being a gracious guest. No. She is being a terrible guest. She's being awful. Like, it's not like... I mean, yes, you should be accommodating. She's not with her family for Christmas. This can be an important thing for some people. And you want to be accommodating. At the same time, you don't want to be demanding... As the person in that situation. Like, we all know that sort of situation is a run-out-the-clock scenario. Mm-hmm. You want to cause as little strife as possible so you can just get through it. And have a decent time and then go on with your life. Mm-hmm. And that's not what Topanga's whole thing is here. No. And, like, an offering compromise. Like, mm-hmm. is it, it's just one, one thing, but she's not doing that. Yeah, I could say, like, <clears throat> oh, we always have cider. Maybe... You want me to run to the store and I can get some and we can try it out too? Yeah, like, oh, this is great. I'm so glad you made me this. Hey, my family always makes this. I would like to make it for you mm-hmm. so you could all try it. We know she feels comfortable using their kitchen. Yep. Like, as we see later in this very episode. Yep. That wasn't a sexist thing. That was just the, the show shows us that. Yeah. Um, there's so many other ways, but instead, they give Topanga an empty cup. She fake drinks it in the most obvious way possible. And then she's awful. Uh-huh. Topanga, Topanga. So Eric is going to get... Wait, oh. we can't just move on. Because... Okay. <laughs> the people at home are going to demand on Twitter. Demand. They tend to do that. That we talk about what's better, mold cider or fresh eggnog. I'm not a big hot drink person. That's right, you're not. And while I am a hot drink person, man, I love some good eggnog. Eggnog is good. Not too much. I feel like it's always... we. I never grew up with either because my mom is very particular about dairy products. Mm-hmm. And so we just never really had eggnog. She was always like, that's gross and we're not going to have it. But then we didn't have anything else. So we just had Coke. 
or whatever. That was our Christmas tradition was glass bottle Coke Oreos, um, which is delicious. Yeah. Delightful. But so we never like had eggnog or cider or anything. But then like my wife's family are eggnog people and so i started drinking with them but it's just like really really rich well are they store-bought or uh fresh the brahm stuff is really good but making it fresh especially with a little bit of bourbon in it well i mean that makes a lot of things better um you're gonna have a good time yeah it's real good i'll have to try it out yeah usually it's just store-bought yeah so like this is good like i need a cookie and drink some of that but i can only go a little bit yeah the brahm stuff is the only like valid substitute for fresh yeah because i mean it's just right there well it's just right there and it's really good good store-bought eggnog um yeah and i like mold cider okay yeah i like cold cider Mm -hmm. hard cider in Oklahoma, much more common than cider is wassail, mm-hmm. which I don't know. I don't know the difference at all. I don't really either. I don't know if there is really much of a difference. It might just be a name difference. I know it's like a spiced drink. Yeah. Um, um, once for Christmas in college, me and uh, friends who have been on the role-playing episode, Adam and Ricky, uh, brought mold Dr. Pepper to a party. It was a big hit. <laughs> Yum. It was a big hit. People liked it. Well, Dr. Pepper, I'm sold. <laughs> um, so, yes, I think we're on side of the eggnog mm-hmm. here, but like what you like. Like what you like. We're not here to yuck anybody's yum. Chance just keeps coming back to that phrase. <laughs> I think it's like the third week in a row. <laughs> You're keeping track out there. Um, but, yeah, I, I do prefer eggnog. Yes, we are, we are firmly eggnog people. Yes, but Alan sends Eric to go get cider. Mm-hmm. And then Topanga turns and looks at the monstrosity of the Christmas tree. Yeah, well, it's really dramatic. She's like, that and a beautiful Christmas tree from this lot. What the? Yeah, this Christmas tree farm, speci- like specifically, that we our favorite Christmas tree farm. But you certainly have one of, what? Yeah. What in the great Odin's raven? She doesn't say that. Maybe she should. Maybe she should. By the flames of Magmarath, what is that? <laughs> Empty. Night. <laughs> um, but apparently this tree is a monstrosity to her and she can't stand to be in the room with it for one more moment. No, so they instantly are in Vermont, uh-huh. which I looked it up. The fastest trip to Vermont is four hours and 29 minutes. And that's to like a town just inside, inside Vermont. If you want to go to the best maple syrup places in Vermont, you're looking at six hours. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is Christmas Eve, Eve, or Christmas Adam, well, in friends' parlance. I don't think that they tell you exactly when she gets there. It could be... I suppose, but I mean, that happens really fast. Well, but and they're driving 12 hours. I guess you're right. They, they would have it'd have been... It could be the next day, two days, three <laughs> days later. Um, maybe they just made a whole thing of it. But I'm sure traffic isn't great at that point either no um just it's terrible and, but then the tree lot and alan's down cutting the tree and topanga's like while we're in vermont do you think we could get some maple syrup <laughs> like you would be crazy not to. <laughs> um alan is being a good host uh-huh. he's trying to be very accommodating i like alan in this episode yeah i mean yeah it's Eric and Corey that are uh, that are the awful ones, and he raised them, so it's his fault. I did say Eric was a light of this episode, but he is also a darkness. Uh-huh. But he's also like, "This is stupid." 
Yes. And he's right. Well, he is right, but no one is communicating. Uh-huh. It's like, you could just say, hey, <coughs> Pangers, no. could you not? <laughs> it's like, hey, we didn't know you liked that this year. Next time you have Christmas with us, we'll go to that lot a few days early, because this tree's already decorated. Mm-hmm. We've already got it up. We've already done the work. Yeah. It's like, no. <laughs> no. You're being ridiculous. But maybe next, next time. Next year. If you're with us again. And no one has that big of an attachment to an aluminum tree. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like I have a very adversarial relationship with my Christmas tree. Every year I have to shove it up in the attic. And every year I have to drag it back down from the attic. And I'm just like, you again. <laughs> if it this off, old dance. <laughs> if it caught on fire. That'd be pretty spectacular, actually. <laughs> um, that being said, real Christmas trees are just as big a pain in the mm-hmm. Big time. Yeah. We've done it one time. Uh, what? Can we just retire? I never realized you had to water them. Yeah. It's crazy. Can we just retire the whole Christmas tree tradition? Let's just be done with it. We cut the trees down and then dress their corpses with candles. <laughs> Except we don't do candles. That's very dangerous. According to uh, <clears throat> Kurt Cameron, we are putting up a tree of life filled with wonderful fruit in the middle of a skyline of presents that is New Jerusalem signaling the return of the coming king. So, da doy! Of course we're going to keep doing that one, Chance. Guys, I don't care what your religious leanings are. Saving Christmas by Kirk Cameron is a laugh a minute. Not for the reasons they want it to be. Oh, yes. Come for the bad takes about Christmas. Stay for the racism and bad white people dancing. And the bad takes about Christmas. (laughs) Still haven't seen it. I don't know if I can do it to myself. Uh, Nikki very much enjoyed it. I'm sure it's it's fine. In all the ways you described, not in any of the ways that they intended. Um, But yeah, they get that tree, they're back and decorating it, and Eric's like, what are you doing to Corey? Mm -hmm. Just like, like, we need to have a conference. It's like, stop. Yeah, like, stop you're letting her walk all over you. Like a doormat. Which basically. Eric is also doing and Alan. Uh-huh. <laughs> Everyone's doing that, but it's his girlfriend. Yeah. It he, wouldn't be Eric's place to say something. He bears the responsibilities. Um, he's just like, you're going to stop being Corey and start being whatever Topanga name she has for you. And he's like, it's Captain, Captain Take, take me, me Shopping. Which is pretty funny. Uh-huh. Um... And he's like, fine, fine. Uh, when she comes down, I'm telling her we're putting up our macaroni star. <laughs> it just looked like it was a cardboard star that they glued macaroni on. Probably one of them made it when they were in school. And it just became this precious family heirloom. Yeah. Like, that's that's the kind of thing that you want. That's the sort of thing you don't mess with. 600 miles to Vermont, whatever. I'll, I'll allow for that. But macaroni star, don't you do that to us. Um, but Topanga comes down with an angel. And, of course, that's what ends up being on the tree. Well, and it's objectively better. Uh, it, I mean, yes, but it, it's special. No, it's not. Macaroni art is not special. This one is. You don't know. It's not. They were noodles brought specifically by Marco Polo on his journey from China. <laughs> around the year. Oh, I don't remember what it's year. It's a waste of space. It's trash. Chance has no sentimentality in his body. Not for macaroni art. <laughs> got a child's drawing right there. Are you going to keep it forever? Or are you going to keep it until they don't care about That's it anymore? That's pretty good drawing of Captain Underpants. Thank you. It is pretty good. But are you going to keep it forever? Are you going to keep it I am now. They don't notice. And then you're going to throw it away. I'm keeping it forever. Dang it. 
You could put it on your Christmas tree. <laughs> on the top. <laughs> Children's art is wonderful, beautiful, adorable, and disposable. I just always love the Ron Swanson quote from Parks and Recreation where he says, Children are terrible artists, and all artists are crooks. <laughs> I don't agree with it, the second part. But for the most part, children are pretty terrible artists. It's true. Don't get me wrong. Every time Asher draws uh, draws something or cuts something out or makes something, I'm like, ah, oh, Asher, that's so cool. And I mean it. Because like in my heart, I have such fondness for him that I'm just like, that's great. But divorcing my emotions from it, thinking about it in a vacuum, that's trash. <laughs> yeah, that's probably going to end up in the trash. <laughs> You're right. I was just being obstinate. <laughs> The certain flavor I bring to this show, <laughs> obstinance. I'm sure your you at home, your child is a wonderful, yeah. beautiful artist. All their art is good. They are they are Alex Ross, and Francis Bob Ross. Manipold. <laughs> Somewhere between Alex Ross and Bob Ross. Yes, the Ross brothers. It's the, it's the Ross continuum of artist talent. Mm-hmm. Both ends are good. <laughs> Both ends are good. <laughs> Oh dear! But then we cut from there to Sean and Jack, mm-hmm. who are there. They're setting up a little aluminum tree too, and Jack's like, "So what are we gonna do?" No, 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 no! You're messing. The I'm best sorry. Moment I'm the, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm tired. It, it's the best moment in the episode, which is why you can't skip it. Sean goes, "Man, I love Christmas. What did your family do at Christmas?" Oh right. It's like we would go to skiing in the French Alps. Yeah, yeah. skiing in the French Alps. How about you? Us in the trailer park just thanked God for how good we had it. Uh, We prayed on the plane. (laughs) Uh, Oh, yeah, we prayed on the plane. And then it's just like, so what are we going to do? He's like, I don't know. Like, Yeah, and Sean's excited. He's like, this is a time for me to have Christmas with my brother and us to develop new traditions. He's like, so, so what are we gonna do? <laughs> and then it happens again. It's like three times. Yeah. Of the he's like, you know, I don't think it really matters what we do. Like, we're together and we're establishing our new stuff. So, so what are we gonna do? <laughs> yep. <laughs> the comedy rule of threes. Nailed it. Um, which is the funniest scene so far in the show. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really top that. By me. I don't know if anything really tops no, that. I don't think it does. I think this is the funniest scene in the whole thing. Yes. Um. Uh-huh. And I feel like that's about it, where they're just like, we don't know. Yeah. Yeah, we that's where we leave do. them. And then we go back, and it is 3 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. and Topanko wakes Corey up. Corey's like, ooh, come in. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, what are you talking about? Like, I didn't come to come in. I came to talk to you. And she's like, I was wondering what you were doing. <laughs> He's like, sleeping. <laughs> One of my favorite traditions to sleep when it's dark outside. And she's like, don't you ever just get up at night? He's like, not, never even once. Which, that's a charmed life. Uh-huh. I would kill He's him. young. <laughs> He's young yet. But even then. Um, yeah, even just last night, my son just had his tonsils out a week ago. And is still in the midst of recovery. But my wife was at work. She's usually been sleeping in there with him because I've had to go to work. So I like slept in the living room and... Um, but I was with him last night and he fell asleep about 5 p.m. So we woke up at about 2 and I was like, I'm going to go sit in front of the little heater in the bathroom and I want you to come with me. 
So we're just like sitting in the bathroom in front of the heater at two in the morning oh. for about half an hour, just chilling. And he's like, I think I'm tired again. And he went and laid back down and went to sleep. Okay. But yeah, it's pretty fresh in my mind. I yeah. wake up in the middle of the night. Well, but I just do sometimes. Uh-huh. I'm just like, why am I up? <laughs> we like have a weird dream. Yep. And and Topanga like kind of sums up the episode like I'm just excited that we're gonna make new traditions. Mm-hmm. And it's like and Corey's like, Yeah, me too, but I wanna go to sleep. And it's like, I get you, Corey. I do. But like this is actually like somewhat important to your predicament. Uh-huh. She's she's saying she's willing to compromise. Yeah, she's she knows you do things your way and she does things her way, but you get to establish something new together, mm-hmm. which is like the basis of human relationship in this whole episode. And he's just like, yeah, okay, I want to go to sleep. He's like, and she's like, I'm just glad I know I have someone who will get up at three o'clock in the morning with me. And he's like, oh, this would have been a very sweet moment to say, how about we don't have that tradition? Or, you know, you know we can talk about that one. Yeah, like, communicate at all. Uh-huh. And to some extent, I know that if they communicated, we wouldn't have an episode. But maybe that's a better... Maybe that's a sign of the episode needs to be better. <laughs> yeah, like... Because if that's, if that's the whole... Everything hinges on that. If two characters just talk... And it's resolved. That's not a good. That's not good writing. That's not a good conflict. Well, if the two characters just talked and ironed it out right then, and it's over. Figure something else out. You know, a beautiful moment, like in an episode, which I know it's a little avant-garde for the '90s, maybe a little bit more big-brained than Boy Meets World likes to get. But a great moment would just be like we have most of the beginning build-up, and then the fight the next morning, like. They both sit down in the kitchen, maybe be like close up on their faces a lot, and like to make us feel really claustrophobic. And they're stuck there until they talk it out, and they have to talk it out. Mm-hmm. And like, and I mean, that's not a bad for a TV show. Like, a no, that would be minutes. super interesting. Like, how do we come to this mm-hmm. this together? How do we discuss it? Like, and then you have this same conflict happen. But in a way that it's not resolved by a stupid Christmas Carol dream. I hate the Christmas Carol dream solving your problems solution. And isn't what he experiences It's a Wonderful Life and not a Christmas Carol? And I've never seen either of them and even I know that. No, it's not. Because It's a Wonderful Life as if he had never been born. Well, but he still sees what her life would be like without him. But I mean, that's also a Christmas Carol. Yeah, but there's so much more to the Christmas Carol. Well, yes, they're both super reductive. In terms of the way they're doing it. But it is more a Christmas Carol than It's a Wonderful Life. Fine. It seems to me it's more It's a it Wonderful Life. It seems to you as a person who has no I've not real understanding either. of either one. <clears throat> it seems to me this is a whole lot more like... Uh, I was trying to think of something I'd never seen. Well, I just know like the this whole... This is a lot more like Jurassic Park 2 <laughs> than it's uh, than a Christmas Carol. I'm just saying, the whole, like, seeing what life would be like without you, which I know he sees his life first, but that's not the important part. The important part is when he sees her mm-hmm. life without him. I just feel like that's more It's a Wonderful Life yeah. than Christmas Carol. I mean, Christmas Carol and It's a Wonderful Life, both of them, they're not in the picture at all in the future. Yeah. Because Scrooge is dead, and he'd wish he'd never been born, and you're seeing how the world played out without him. Mm. Fine. Okay, fine. It can be a Christmas Carol. Good. Because it is. Even I mean, though, it's not. Even though it, this whole scene takes place on a bridge. <laughs> but it doesn't. <laughs> Get 
that out of here. That's the joke. It wasn't good. <laughs> it was good. It made you laugh. <laughs> trying to be, I'm trying to be accommodating, like a good host, when a guest is making them uncomfortable. Um, but yeah, so Corey's like, I'm up now. And then he, this is the strangest waste of time this episode does, is right here. Where they're like, women, they'll wake you up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Here's a model kit for when you can't get back to sleep. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it was like they were going to a good place and Alan's just like, wait, so you thought she was you. And then you found out she was her. Huh. Well, good luck. Here's the model kit. <laughs> it's just the strangest waste of time. It's all for that model kit. And joke, why would you build a plain model kit? When you could build, build a Gundam, Gundam model kit. Come on, Alan. That's true. I guess he was a Navy man. Um, this is the... Uh, and where, do, where are all the models? Yeah, where Why are is their house just not... What, across the, 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 the room Topanga went in to sleep. You think it's Morgan's room. It's actually the model room. The model <laughs> It's just filled with airplane models everywhere. This is the uh, launch, the backdoor pilot of our new segment, uh, Gundam Guys. But we're going to talk about <laughs> Gunpla all things... Guys. Gunpla Guys. That's good. And we're going to talk about all things... Uh, Gundam Plastic Model Kits. So, how's that? Is that what that stands for? Gundam, Gundam Plastic, Plastic Model Kits. Yes. I just never knew. I was like, Gunpla, Gunplay. No, Gundam Plastic. Gundam Plastic. That makes sense. Uh, and Gundam Plastic is actually trademarked because Bandai came up with that type of injection molding model kits with the Gundam line. Cool. So, like, it is Gundam Plastic. Even on other things? Even on other things. Nice. Uh, yes, I did recently build the Barbara Taurus from Gundam Breakers Battle Log, which is a show, I guess, about building Gunpla and fighting them. Well, so, okay. You're building different custom Gundams and battling them. Let's let's lay this out. Okay. So it all started with a show called Gundam Build Fighters. Mm-hmm. And Gundam Build Fighters was a show about a future world where they have discovered a particle that can bring plastic model kits to life. And then you get the controls Naturally. for them. Uh-huh. Um, and then, um, so there's that one. The first Gundam Build Fighters is excellent. It is just a tournament. Like, kids in a high school club are trying to win nationals for gun Gunpla battles. But it is excellent. It is very good. Then uh, Gundam Build Fighters Try comes out. And it's basically the same thing, except a little more ridiculous. And they're teams of three. And then they do the Gundam Build Fighters Battle Log, which is like just a whole bunch of little fights mm-hmm. like that are kind of loosely part of the plot, but not. And then Gundam Breakers comes out, which is the next in the line. And Gundam Breakers is actually in an MMO, like virtual reality. Fun. Where you build the model in real life and then scan it in to your virtual reality. And like mm-hmm. you can take it to the beach or you can take it... To Egypt, or you can fight it in tournaments, or you can go on missions and love that tournaments. And then there was another Gundam Breakers. I don't remember what it was called because I haven't seen it yet. And then the Gundam Breakers Battle Log. I don't know what it's about, but I don't know if it's about actually fighting the kits or if it's about the online game. I think they have. I know there's pilots because there's the pilot for the one that I built that they show, and they're like the man, the pilot in the what, black mask. All of them have pilots. Because okay. all of them is like this particle allows you to like pilot do your that Gundam. Thing. Yes, but the one that I built, and you, I can see based on the lovely timeline you've established the way that it works, 
because in Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans, mm-hmm. there's the Barbatos, mm-hmm. which looks really cool, has this cool headpiece and this like club almost. Um, and you can see a lot of those elements in the Barbara Taurus. You can even see it in its name. Mm-hmm. But it's like quadrupedal. So it has back legs and it has a bow. And it's actually really tall. It's taller than the other kits that I've made. It's got four legs. But it was the it was not the RG, it was just the HG. Oh, yeah. So it was much less intricate, but still took a long time just because there's a whole other half of a body that you have to build. Yeah. The only very, very select ones from this line because they're all like custom crazy uh-huh. uh, models. Only select ones ever get moved out of the... Because the HG. HG is like the entry grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but it's fun. Yeah. If you're looking to get into something like this, that line is like pretty new. So you can get any of them for about 25 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're really interesting looking. Like there's quite a few more that I'm like, oh, that one looks cool. It's one that has like... It looks like it has wings, but it folds over them where it looks like this robe. Is it the it white a one? Spear, and it's like yeah. a purple wings that would open up and like flare out behind it. If you uh, I spent any time with Gundam Wing, it is the Gundam a uh, Death Psy, uh, in in English it was the Gundam Death Psy H, but in reality it is the Gundam Death Psy Hell. Oh no, uh, we can't say that on TV. I know. Um, it is that, but it is more angelic looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're all just kind of like custom ish versions custom within the mass produced and, thing of, of other suits that exist within the greater universe and as a seasoned gundam builder i will tell you that the hg line is just my favorite one anyway like i love master grades because they're big and they're detailed and i love real grades because they are small and they're even more detailed but if you just want to put together a kit fast have something that's real cool and not spend an arm and a leg man there mm-hmm. is nothing like yeah, and you can find high grade line. those kits. Like I, you can find them at Target. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like any hobby shop, probably like Barnes & Noble, places like that. I've, I've seen them at Barnes & Noble. I've seen them at Barnes & Noble too. I was actually at Barnes & Noble today and I did not find any. But oh, I saw them a couple weeks ago. So it just kind of depends. But they're out there and in Amazon, mm-hmm. different places too. You can find them pretty easily. And that, that line in particular is not expensive and looks really cool. Yeah, I uh, I will give a recommendation because this is our podcast within a podcast about Gunpla. Um, the HG, the Origins line, um, if you want that kind of classic Gundam real robot um, warrior mechs, but super detailed and super fun to put together, probably my favorite line Gundam Model Kits has ever done is the HG, the Origins line. Hmm. Huh. Check it out. I can build Zaku's from that line for days. For days. You heard it here first. Um, but yeah, this has been Gunplug Guys. Gunplug Guys. And in, we really only did this because it came up naturally. It's in the show. No, we only really did this because I don't. We don't want to talk about the pancakes. We don't want to talk about pancakes. Actually, I do. I love pancakes. Yes, it is a bit much of like you can't use syrup. They need snow. It's like what if I put syrup on after you do the snow? I don't see the problem. But the line we drove to Vermont for it (laughs) is very good. (laughs) It's like these trees don't get syrup, silly. It's like but we drove to Vermont for it. Um, yeah, Corey just starts getting really obstinate really fast. Yeah. It could be because he got was up at three and then didn't go back to sleep. Well. But even then, you don't treat people that way, Corey. No. And 
I mean, Topanga is being pushy, but he is being non-communicative. In, in attachment to your psychological terms, he is freezing and fleeing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think Topanga knows something is as wrong as it is. So she's just like keeps going Uh so she's being unself-aware and he is doing a classic psychological technique that is bad for conflict resolution Uh yes so yeah so she's like okay we're gonna he's like i'm gonna go take out the trash take the trash cans out she's like but they don't collect trash cans on christmas eve day he's Mm -hmm. like i was thinking of staying out there until until january January 4th 4th. (laughs) until it's all over um maybe that's when her parents get back Seems yeah. a bit seems a bit much. School gets in, maybe. Uh-huh. Maybe. Um, she's like, here, drink some orange juice. and It'll help you out. And he's like, okay, thanks. He's like, oh, this is disgusting. What's wrong with this? She's like, I put grapefruit juice in it, too. Orange juice by itself is very delightful. I don't know if I've ever had grapefruit juice. I don't know. I, I can imagine it being very, very tart. Yeah. And if you weren't expecting it. But at the same time... <laughs> Why react that way? They're still very much in a family of flavor. Yeah. Well, and just go get some orange juice. Just say, be like, oh, I don't care for this. I'm going to go get some orange juice, but thank you for thinking of me when you made that. Uh-huh. Or, Corey doesn't like to talk about things. He could just drink it and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's I've, the old Matthews standby for dealing with conflict. Just don't. I have done that at many a family meal of like other people that I've been invited to. Like, oh man, this is awful, but I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's that meme of the person doing the mental calculus yeah it's you just like if i say this then this is what's going to happen then i'm going to have to and then i'm going to have to apologize and, they, and then they're going to they're going to talk deal. about it and then i'm going to have to see them again next week and i'm going to say the same thing it's like oh i'm just going to just eat it or just push it around my plate and not make a big deal out of it yeah wait until people are distracted and then go throw it all away it's, mm, i'm stuffed <laughs> go get a water burger uh-huh Mm. What a burger on Christmas is one of my traditions. What a burger. Um, yes, but Corey is just continuing to freak out. And then Topanga's like, let's just go for a walk. Well, I'll show you the route we're going to take Christmas caroling. I would never <laughs> deign to sing in front of others. Yeah. And she's like, it's just singing. Which, okay, we've been harsh on Corey. We got to be harsh on Topanga here. There's obviously something wrong, Topanga. Uh-huh. Read the freaking room. Yeah. You're a smart girl. Yeah, like figure it out. You have never been shown as socially inept. Like, mm-hmm. what is what is happening right now? <laughs> yes, like should Corey it's be privileged? It's pretty privileged. It's pretty privileged. It really is. Um, but yes, so she's just like, what is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Like, we're just going sing. Like, it's just singing. Like, that's all it is. He's like, no, I don't like to sing. I get embarrassed when I sing. Like, I don't want to do it. And you know that. I guess she didn't. <laughs> Yeah. Apparently it never came up. and uh, But he takes off. Yeah, he runs away. The worst thing you can do in any conflict. Run away. Mm-hmm. Um, he's bur- telling Sean this. And this is another kind of tragic scene to me. Because Sean doesn't just get up and slap him. Uh-huh. He's like, do you realize I am alone with my brother? Like, uh-huh. like he's no like trying family. to pawn him off. Just like, like, oh yeah. Like, no family. Like, and you're you're sitting here telling me, all the people who are at your house who love you, like, <laughs> it's not going exactly the way you want. Like, yeah. this is another one of those tragedies of, like, Sean hating himself. He must uh-huh. if he's listening to this. Without. 
Yeah. He's just like, what are you doing? Like, you have a great girl like Topanga, and then Jack, they look to Jack, and he's like, eh, I don't really know her. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the other good joke from the whole thing. Yeah, this this Jack bit is pretty funny, because then they talk a little bit more about Topanga, and no one even talks to Jack. No one looks at him. He just goes, I'm sure I'll get to know her. <laughs> or maybe I won't. Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> and he just kind of walks out the door. <laughs> And then he comes back in with Topanga, and he's like, Corey, some girl's here to talk to you. (laughs) Some girl's here to see you. Jack brings me the most joy in this episode. Yeah. But there's your comedy rule of threes, though. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, we can't. They they pass it. But it's surprising. (laughs) Yes. It usurps. It defies expectations yeah. with the fourth time as it comes up again. Um, well, yes. I don't actually know if I know what the comedy rule of threes actually is. No one does. It's just something people say. It's what I tell to my students when they keep saying the same dumb stuff over and over again. I'm like, guys, it's a comedy rule of threes. After the third time, it's not funny anymore. So we should just drop it. Mm-hmm. Until it is. No, it's just <laughs> dropped forever. Um, but yeah, so Tabanga comes in and she's really reasonable. She's like, I'm sorry. Like... I didn't realize how the things I was doing affected you. I mean, I'm sorry that we're different. Like, you have your traditions and I have mine. But I love you and I think we can work through this. So I'll just be at your house waiting. Hey, me, I'm going to drink three things of eggnog and have a terrible time. Yeah, he's That was very South Park of me. And he's just like, oh, why would she apologize? She doesn't... She's... If you really... None of this makes any sense. Yes. (laughs) This is when Corey's like, oh my goodness, you're right. I'm being a child. Yes. And I need to really, if anything, I need to stay here and do some soul searching and try to understand where I, what I've come from. Topanga, will you meditate with me so we can... Yes, can we, can we discuss this some more and I can verbally process some things with you because I'm not very good at doing that. <laughs> but no. He is like, I'm going to drink some eggnog and fall asleep yes. watching the Christmas Three Carol. full cartons of eggnog. There were three cartons of eggnog on the table. Uh-huh. Like... Half gallon or larger. I didn't notice that. It's no wonder he's having strange dreams. Um, the dairy fairy has visited him. And he turns on the Christmas carol at the exact right moment. Uh-huh. They always do. And instantly falls asleep. Which, I mean, he got up at 3, three o'clock. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Yes, yeah, so but then he is told to wake up. And who should be there but... Mr. Feeney. The ghost of Christmas future. We've skipped past uh-huh. and present. Yes. We, we, we don't have time. we got 22 minutes. We, we had to have that wonderful model scene with Alan for uh-huh. some reason that like, I don't well, understand. Well, what could you do for past and present? Let's show <laughs> Topanga looking sad now because he's not there. No, I think you show... I think you do past showing how entitled Corey has been in the past. Uh-huh. Look. A, look how you are. Look how you are now. Look how you are in the future, you idiot. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Um, maybe the present show him Jack and Sean trying to create new traditions. Uh-huh. Having some fun. And then in the future, show the one you did. Yes. I love it. Instantly better. <laughs> Instantly. But Instantly Christmas Carol and definitely not It's a Wonderful Life. And certainly not Jurassic Park 2. Where's Jurassic Park 2? That's just the reference I made earlier. I was just like, well, I've not seen this movie. So... I still think it's a wonderful life. Um, Jurassic Park, the original, is a very, very good movie. Possibly perfect. And it still holds up all these years later. I've never seen any other in the entire franchise. 
I've seen most of the others, if not all. But the original Jurassic Park is the best. Is hands down one of the best movies of all time. I read the book last year. It was very good. You should watch it if you haven't. You should read it if you haven't. Watch it and read it. Compare. Michael Crichton. Who knew? I did. I read a little bit of him, actually. Timeline. Pretty Timeline. Fun. Yeah. It's not actually time travel. It's multiverse travel. I don't remember it. It was years ago. It's on my Audible, though. Yeah, it's good. But that's not why we're here. We're here to talk about this episode of Boy Meets World. But we see they go to the future. Eric comes in. He's bald, He's, I guess. Yeah, why? I guess bad things have to happen to Eric. Yeah. Um, he lives with Corey. He... All Corey eats is pancakes with sugar on them, and dr- all he drinks is eggnog. So he's... Or is he... Drink, he, he just drink eggnog? Yeah. Yeah. So he's, like, a hefty, hefty man. Yeah, he's he's hefty. He has his pants left, let out. He can't believe he's fat. That's the end of that scene. I don't care. Uh-huh. And then we cut to... Well, Topanga's probably miserable, too. And we cut to her, and she's in a nice home. She looks great. Uh-huh. And he, Jack comes in with some firewood. And she's like, look, she has to have firewood delivered. And then she, like... Kisses, kisses him. him. She's like, oh, well, it's a loveless marriage. And they have three kids. And they have three kids. And then Jack pulls away. He's like, don't really know you that well. Thanks for marrying me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And, yeah, that's that. Uh-huh. And it, yeah, basically boils down to, they're like, well, look, they're opening their presents on Christmas Eve. She got her way. Because that was a whole thing we never even mentioned. Because who even cares? Yeah, because who um, Yet another thing. Um and he's like, but look at the tree. And it's an aluminum tree. And it's like, they made their own traditions. And that's what you need to do. And this is just unlocks It's not like everything. it hasn't been told to you by Topanga twice, once in the night. And you're, well, you're watching Jack and Eric as well. Because they're like, we got a new tradition. Mm-hmm. And then even Topanga, when she came, she's like, I realized that I overstepped or there's some issues here. Yeah. But what this really is, is an entitled white boy realizing, I don't get what I want. I better get what I want. Okay, I'll compromise to get what I want. Uh-huh. Yes, and he's like, well, maybe in his dream, he's like, we'll do it your way this year, and then we'll do it my way next year, and then the year after that, we'll do a mix of our ways with an emphasis on your way. It's like, you can just do that now. Or, yeah. Or do whatever. <clears throat> Make something new. Time loop day. It's big. Uh-huh. Getting bigger. <laughs> Getting bigger every day. Um, every loop. <clears throat> Loops be looping. Um, I will tell you... What I have asked for for my birthday. Uh-huh. My birthday and Christmas. Um, I have asked for a trip to Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania for the week of February 2nd. <laughs> That's beautiful. <coughs> I, asked, I asked for this. A, a Niles Crane jersey? It's a, sweat, it's a Nike sweatshirt, but instead of Nike, just do it. It says Niles Crane. Okay. Sure. I just thought it was funny that I'd, ask, I'd literally ask for that. I was like... For my birthday. That's what you want. Okay. Yeah, I. Uh, oh, she's into it. We're 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 gonna plan a trip to Punxsutawney that's for really, my birthday. That's really funny, and just perfect. Chef's kiss. Good job. We can we can just end the podcast now because we're not gonna hear anything better than that. Um. Yeah. Uh, Corey's like, no, Topanga, and then we get this weird scene where Topanga is. Looking sad out the window. She's like, I'm sorry I ruined your Christmas. No, she's reading a card. No, I'm just, I'm back. We're in the real world now. Oh. I've moved on. Good. We're done with dream. Because <laughs> um, it's a bad dream. Because it's unnecessary. And it's a Christmas carol. Missing the entire point of a Christmas carol. Which is that hoarding your wealth for yourself doesn't 
help anything. And you should use the gifts that you have to bless the lives of others. It's beautiful. Care for the poor. Charity. Caring about others. That's what makes your life rich, not having money. That's not what this episode's about. Right. But that's what a Christmas carol seems to be about. At least according to my interpretation. Really not even that much about Christmas. It's just the framework through which they're looking. Because that's typically, you know, quote unquote, season of giving and whatnot. We know your thoughts on that. And we know the reality around that. Season of tax cuts. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, that's what A Christmas Carol is about. It's about giving and caring for other people and thinking beyond yourself. Which, maybe in this case, it's a little bit in line. Because Corey's not thinking beyond himself. But we're going to leave that dream in the... Trash. Trash. The hidden possible future that never comes about. Mm -hmm. And just leave it there. Like Peter Petrelli's girlfriend in season two of Heroes. Oh, that's a that's there's a reference for you. Was that season two, or is that season three? I don't remember. I think it's season two. I, I, yeah, it's season two. I've rewatched the first season a couple of times because the first season is really good. perfect. But I have never gone back to anything. Any no. of the other seasons. I think it is season two where he goes to the future and gets separated from his girlfriend and then comes back to the past and never where it never happened and then she's just lost there in this dystopian future. Real cheery, fantastic. I don't even remember. More exciting than this. All right, so this is... Um, Topanga's looking sad out the window, and Amy's like, I really thought Corey would be back by now. You didn't make, let me make my oh. Heroes Holla joke. A new podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why couldn't we just stick with Smallville? Um, and then Gregory is eaten by the bugs. <laughs> and they... The kryptonite bugs. The kryptonite bugs. And he turns handsome. He does. And then he wants to molt, and then he wants to mate. Yeah, first I'll molt, then I'll mate. That's what he says. Gross. Um, he comes back in season 10, and it's beautiful. It's been a long time since I've seen the he, show. They, they do uh, the high school reunion episode, which is maybe the best episode of Smallville there is. Is that episode 200, <clears throat> where he flies? He does not fly in that episode. He and Lois are dancing and they fly. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Come on, Chance. <coughs> Don't step to me. It is that one. When I think of him flying... That's not really the... Yeah. <laughs> what you think of. Um, but yeah, he. Uh, they're at the high school reunion and he comes up to Lois and like the, the scary music plays and he's like, you're with Clark Kent? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, tell him something for me. Tell him thanks. A lot of people in this town lost their way. But he stopped us from ruining our lives. <laughs> it's beautiful. Which, if we had ever seen those people more than one time... like That it would, would really mean something. It would really hit harder. But I can believe that like in Clark's off time, he was like... Mentoring young kids, <laughs> teaching people to read, I, I fixing, was... fixing the low bridge, <laughs> yes. counseling people. I was thinking like... Being friends with the media oh, freaks, yeah. but that works. As a support group. <laughs> anyway, enough Jer- about Jeremy. Smallville. No, <laughs> no shocking. <laughs> no, your <laughs> spray bottle. You're reintegrating into society, Jeremy. <laughs> um, Don't make me lobotomize you like the Justice Lords. <laughs> Does he know? About the Justice Lords. No, I don't think so. But that's I know about the Justice Lords. <laughs> it's sure. <laughs> Where Superman just lobotomizes us. So Topanga's looking real sad out the window. Yeah, and she <laughs> has this monologue about how she ruined everything. And Amy's just like, 
kisses her on the cheek and then leaves. Yeah, the like, whole family just leaves. Good talk, Amy. <laughs> She's very distressed and very sad. I'm just going to give her a kiss and leave. Yeah. And then Corey is singing, and then she's like, oh, you're here. And then Corey doesn't apologize, doesn't really address the issue, but I guess he tells her that he's learned that they're different, which I... Look at her. You should know this. Uh This should not come (laughs) as a surprise. Um, You don't look like that when you look in the mirror. Yeah, and at the same time, not all that different. It's like, you have a very similar socioeconomic middle-class upbringing. Sure. There's a lot of similarities here for us to say, oh, we're just so different because she drinks cider and I drink eggnog. Yeah. We have different ways of understanding how the world works and the use of money and money troubles. There'd be a much better episode of differences between Sean and Corey. Yeah. Than there is between Corey and Topanga. Or if it was played up that, like, Topanga's family is a lot wealthier than Corey's family. Mm-hmm. Like, he's middle class, but she's, like, upper class. It's like, as much as his family's a step above Sean's, she's a step above his. Yeah, but that's never been a thing, no. so we don't... We just assume they're, like, in the same neighborhood. Yeah. Like, well, grown up together. we don't even have to. They used to go on stroller walks together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just, like, they're together. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... <laughs> We have arbitrary differences, and I figured it out. Took me long enough. There's the end. No, I'm not going to say I'm sorry, because I'm a guy in the 90s. Gives her a promise ring. She gives him a promise ring. And we're, we're done. Fien and Feeny. Yes, and then Feeny reads A Christmas Carol, and everyone falls asleep, but I uh-huh. don't care again. We did miss that part. That was pretty funny when Feeny came in. Earlier in the episode, it's like, I'm going to read A Christmas Carol. And then Topanga's like, you know what would be fun? <laughs> If we all did parts and all this stuff, and he's like, Corey, if there was an issue with the way I read this last year, I can pick up the pace. She's <laughs> like, even Mr. Feeney's in on like, why, why doesn't he just say, Topanga, no. <laughs> yes. I'm your teacher. Calm down. Listen to me. Or or when he, when, she, when he comes in and he's like, I'm here to read a Christmas carol. And Corey's like, he comes every year. No one's ever asked him to. Uh-huh. Why that should have she... been a clue to Topanga of, oh, I should leave this alone. Or, Topanga should just be like, Mr. Feeney, people don't enjoy this. Uh-huh. But. We know she's pushy enough in this yeah. episode to say something like that. But no. We get the the parts, which we never get to see. Yeah, because it doesn't happen. No. And then Feeney reads it to everybody. And everybody falls asleep. And everybody falls asleep. The end. The end. And he just says, bah humbug. Yeah. Which I looked it up, and you could read A Christmas Carol in about an hour. I mean, it's reading to yourself. Reading out loud, I could see it taking me about like an hour and a half. Yeah. And Mr. Feeney's a seasoned professional, Shakespearean trained. Yeah. All of those things. So I think he'd do all right. Agreed. It's not that long of a story. Okay. I would still probably fall asleep. I'd much rather put on the Muppets Christmas Carol version myself. I have never made it all the way through Dickens' book. I understand that he's talented, but his writing style is... not something I ever enjoy. Yeah, it's it's super dry. It's not not my favorite. Um, this has been sticking it to Dickens, a podcast within a podcast within a podcast, <laughs> where we tell you we don't really care for Charles Dickens all that much. We'll have other classic literary author takes. Um, we probably won't. What do we think about Bram Stoker? Never, find out next never time. Never read him. <laughs> I mean, find out next time. <laughs> um, and there it is, though. That's, That's the episode. We managed to talk for an hour and fifteen minutes. And I don't know how much of that is actually about the episode. So my favorite gun model I ever built. <laughs> oh Sorry. dear! I just had to. I mean, I've only built three, so it's easy for me to narrow it down. And Ooh. I don't really know. It's actually not. 
<laughs> I think maybe my last one because it's just so cool. But I'm probably going to say that forever. Like, whichever one I end up building next is just going to be my favorite. That's, pro- that's possible. I wasn't really going to talk about which one was my favorite. I know. We were just being silly. Um, um, but what did you rate it? Like a four? Yeah, I was going to give it a five. Really? Jack and Sean I enjoy. Wait, yeah, but that's two. <laughs> Eric is all right. Mr. Feeney is pretty good. I'm sticking with a five. Okay. I'm going to give it like a four. I don't know what I'm giving it a four for. It's probably a three. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to stick with my The four. Christmas spirit. Nope. <laughs> nope, that's true. You definitely don't have any of that. Um, was that? Yeah, it's just there's nothing enjoyable in this episode except for a few jokes here and there. Mm-hmm. So I guess it deserves a few points. I mean, the whole um, Bowie drove to Vermont for it. That's funny. No, I don't really know her. Yeah. So the, what are we going to do? <laughs> the I don't really know her and the we pray on the plane. Those are like the three moments. <laughs> we pray on the plane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we pray on the plane. Uh, yes. So it's been weeks since we've done a proper episode. Do we do MVP next? Yeah. I say Jack. Yeah, it's Jack. You thought I was going to say Topanga, didn't you? No. Because her name is in the episode title. If there's no Topanga, there's no story. But that would Just be... like if there was no bread... There's no cinnamon butter bread. But if there was no story, it would be better. <laughs> yes, I'd rather just not watch this one. Honestly. I it, I would rather it be about Jack and Sean trying to find a Christmas tradition for themselves as brothers. That would be fun. Yes, I do think overall, this is just taking a step back, looking at season five as a whole. I've enjoyed like a just a... Fit, 30,000 foot flyover of what we watched so far. I've enjoyed it. I think they're doing some different things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's good stuff. Obviously, the nature of what we're doing as we're like looking at it more closely is stuff stands out. Mm-hmm. As like, eh, this maybe this isn't the best. But I still think overall, it's a good season so far. We're about halfway through. This episode just isn't it. Yeah, I think the best of the show and the worst of the show is in this season. Um, which is kind of weird to think about. Um, you know, I've, I've grown really nostalgic for season two, <laughs> which is strange to me. <clears throat> I really when because they would tell us, uh, podcasts that were further along would tell us that they were nostalgic for season two when they were around season five. I was just like, how is that possible? Yeah, it's just a very different show. Yeah, it's a very different show. Um, but the character's agency, I've just grown like really nostalgic for it um to pe- good topanga good turner um sean and Corey, maybe not so good but not bad uh-huh. but i feel like that season was like a solid six every episode it was just like yeah it's probably a six mm-hmm. maybe seven and last season while compiling the tournament all the scores were pretty high mm-hmm. like it was probably, i've always said four is my favorite yeah yeah and the, the scores were pretty high. Like, the ones that didn't make the tournament were, like, the few episodes where we were, like, I don't know, like a 5.5 or a 6. Uh-huh. <clears throat> but everything everything last season was pretty high. This one, we have given our lowest scores and, like, some really high scores. Mm-hmm. Um, it's and, a weird mix. Yeah. And we we haven't even, like, we're, what, two episodes away from this um, we're season? We're about to hit really? the big arc. Where it all pops off. Let me look here. No, that's my job. Cameron Google something. Cameron Google something. Googling by day, Googling by night. 
Googling all the time because I'm keeping it tight. Um, Next week, I know we have Raging Corey. Mm-hmm. As our friends over at Shit 90 Shows taught us, we have the Redacted. Yeah. yeah. But then we get to Heartbreak Corey, First Girlfriend's Club, Torn Between Two Lovers, and then there was Sean. Well, and I'm looking forward. You can't be with the one you love, Eric Hollywood, Starry Night. Honesty Night, a lot less so. Oh, man. I forgot entirely about that episode. Oh, okay. Promises, promises. Yeah. Things change. Graduation. There's the big Yeah, there's a lot episodes of episodes coming. Big episodes. And I'm really excited for the next two. I remember them as episodes I really like. Um, obviously. You know what? This episode of Very Topanga Christmas is episode 100 of the show. Wow. Wow, they really <laughs> commemorated that one in a big way. Maybe they aired out of order. Who knows? Um, but yeah, so we've, we've got good stuff coming up. We've had some good stuff. We enjoyed Last Tango in Philly, even if it's nothing. Uh-huh. Um, the Sean and Angela of it all Yeah, was enjoyable. I love you, Donna Karen, and Chasing Angela. I'd take over like a lot of the best episodes the, of other seasons. The Witches of Pembroke is excellent. Before that, uh, it's not you as me. No thank you. Brothers. Boy Meets Real World and Brothers are also very good. So there's been some good ones. Yeah. It's kind of resetting the status quo mm-hmm. of the show. And But for this one, I've decided to call it Boy Meets Vermont Road Trip. Boy Meets Model Kit. Boy Meets Another Lesson Unlearned. Another Apology Unsaid. Another Grievance Unaired. Another Step Closer to the Grave. It's beautiful. <laughs> We'll shorten it to Boy Meets Vermont and Models. <laughs> okay. I don't even remember what all I said on mine. I just liked the way I ended it. But that's enough of this. Mm-hmm. We're going to put this one on the shelf back behind some of the other episodes where it belongs so we don't have to look at it. And we're doing something we've never, we've not done in a while. What? We're limit breaking. Oh, we're limit breaking. We're limit breaking our way. That's right. You started. Because today... Know. I started another one, one I've never played before. I'm finding myself a bit puzzled, but enjoying it. Final Fantasy X-2. Nice. The dress-up magic girl one. I mean, it answers the usual question. What do you do when you're supposed to sacrifice your life to save the world from an undefeatable monster, and then you do without sacrificing your life? What do you do next? You become a pop star. Uh, Yeah, obviously. (laughs) With guns. Of course. Why not? Pop star with guns. I don't see why not. Um, and parts of it seem so delightful. Parts of it are just puzzling to me because they introduced this like climbing mechanic where you can like jump and climb on stuff. But they reuse all of the maps from the first game from 10 and you're just revisiting those locations. So you're like familiar with them, but it's not ever clear like, oh, I can jump on that. Oh, there's something up there that I can go and see. There's parts of it that you go to that are new, like completely new, and they're designed that way. Like, it's very obvious, like, oh, the game is leading me in this way because it's thoughtfully designed for me to jump on things and scamper around. But in the original maps, it's really not. And so it can be a bit confounding. The battle system's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's active time battle again. Not my most favorite. We don't need to keep talking about that all the time. But changing jobs kind of on the fly within certain restrictions um, is really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just good. The three main characters are fun. Mm-hmm. I don't really know Pain very much yet. Spira, which is the world where it takes place, their clothing options are sure interesting. I'll just leave it at that. 
you know, when you've been battered by sin for so long and now you can make a new life for yourself, you do. Why not? I'm just, I feel like every outfit in that game is just so weird. <laughs> I thought so when I played 10. I'm like, what is happening with um, Waka's pants? That cannot be useful for swimming. It is. He basically has two giant buckets attached to his legs. No. That's just going to create drag. N- no. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're thrust buckets. Thrust buckets. They're pointing it, the wrong way, Chance. No, no. It pushes the air out of water they're, out of your way. They're drag buckets is no. what they are. No, it's super... And, and you got to have all those belts to do magic. Uh-huh. A la Lulu. Mm-hmm. She's pregnant now. Yep, she's pregnant now. She and Waka got together. Yes. If you beat this one, you will have beat a Final Fantasy I have never beaten. Well, I'm doing it, baby. I'm doing it. Will it be the first Final Fantasy you've beaten that I've never beaten? Have you beaten two? Probably not. One? Yes, I have beaten one. I beat two. So okay. suck it. Oh, did you beat 12? No. Oh. See, I've never beaten That's 12. my next one, so I will. The longer you put off six, the longer you are depriving yourself. I'm sure. But these are just the ones that are easiest for me to play. Final Fantasy six. I mean, I have six. I think I have it on my phone. But I'm just going to play Wild Rift. I do that for you. Okay. I do this for you, Chance. I, if I had six on my phone, I would play six. Someday. I'll do it. Final but anyway, there will be more to come on Final Fantasy X-2. It's interesting and a bit puzzling, but fun. I think, I think I, I've not played enough to give a one way or another. The music's also good. The music is good. It's weird for a Final Fantasy. but uh-huh. it's It feels almost like a Persona 5 music. Sort of electro jazz. I can, I can see that. And the original tracks from Final Fantasy X are also in there. Like the From Spira is the one of the themes in one of the areas. And I'm like, oh, this is very sentimental. Mm-hmm. Um, is it a remix? I don't know. It might be. Well, and, and the new version may have different different music. Yeah, because this is the 10 and 10-2 HD remaster. Yeah, so they may have different music too. And I don't remember 10-2. I, I probably, I'm pretty sure I rented um 10 because i wanted to try it before i mm-hmm. bought it and then you didn't buy it yeah and then i didn't buy it well i have i actually this one's downloaded it's like on a cartridge but you have to download the other you had to download 10 mm-hmm. or i'd let you borrow it yeah when i when i borrowed it from you the first time i couldn't bummer but anyway we're just omni slashing our way out of that discussion um just wanted to put that out there that i'm back on my bs if you will you're back on your BS. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. You're, you're BC, your black chocobo. Uh-huh. I'm riding into the sunset. Anyway, anything else you want to talk about? Um, no. Okay. Um, we got lots of comments about our... <laughs> April Fool's Day pranks. About our, our great, wonderful, everyone loved it, April Fool's Day prank. No one was upset. No one was confused. No one was worried. Um... Before this episode came out, I put up a poll that will... No, it will have just closed by the time this comes out. Um, I put up a poll to see if people think we should change to a new logo or use our old one. And right now it is 63% uh, the new logo and 38% the old. Ooh, close race. um, Still no votes for something entirely different or um, the Smallville logo. The Fool's. So we will uh, see how that goes. Um, but yeah, lots of great interactions um, with uh, a few new listeners, a few uh, long-time listeners. Mm-hmm. So um, 
Yeah, we're just having fun interacting with all of them on Twitter. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like we had a really positive response to the Smallville episode, at least on my end. There were a lot of people like, I want to come on and talk about an episode of Smallville. And yeah. I'm like, uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, that was a bit um, on the rough side. Because <laughs> on your... Um, I posted it on Facebook. Yeah, it's yeah, like, like, he started a new thing. Facebook. And then several people were like, oh, I've got things to say. You need to have me on. Yeah, and everyone on your post was like real excited. And I was just like... Oh, no. Yeah, I texted you. I was like, oh, no chance. They think it's real. Oh, no. So, um, sorry, everybody out there. Did you tell Facebook April uh-huh. Fool's? I did. Um, I'm looking <laughs> to see what you said. So, the Smallville episode was real, but the podcast was not. Thank you, everyone. We hope you enjoyed it. You didn't even say April Fool's in this post. I posted a picture that says April oh, Fool's okay. on it. Oh, okay, I see it. I see it. Um, Give me more credit than that. And then Kenny, who did the episode, but like, maybe we should have a Smallville podcast. <laughs> I wouldn't hate it. I mean, I wouldn't either, because I love Smallville. But at the same time, one is sometimes almost too much. <laughs> yeah, like, we, we, we had to take a week off last week. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about... Huh? 200-something episodes. Yeah, we're talking about 216-ish episodes. Plus our occasional veering off. <laughs> yes. It's like, well, we do two time loop day episodes. You tell me. Uh, and and these are hour long episodes. Uh-huh. It's just, it's a lot. It would be fun. Creatively, I think we would find it fulfilling until we got about season four or five. I am pretty sure. Then it would turn around. I think we'd have fun, though. I'm pretty sure if we got to episode 100, which apparently this is episode 100 of this show. But if we got to episode 100, um, Reckoning in Smallville. It'd be a six-hour podcast, because I have so much to say. Which one is that? That is a time loop. I mean, created by Clark himself, but... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it is the one where uh, he tells Lana everything and proposes to her at the fortress at the very beginning. Well, that's very nice. Um, but I have so much to say about that episode. <laughs> I, I am certain we would talk about it for six hours, and you'd be like, Chance, I think we're... I think we've talked about it. I'm so I, tired. My <laughs> wife left for work hours ago. And I would be like, no, Cameron. There's no Ubers left to take you home. Well, it's morning, so... We'll have to pull up sleeping bags and rest our weary heads here. <laughs> um, no, you don't understand. The thing with Lex makes no sense. Or does it, Chance? <laughs> or does it? But you're making it go longer. <laughs> um, <laughs> I especially like that... Our podcast ended 20 minutes ago, and we're still just here. We're just chit-chatting. Yeah. I do have some life news, life update. You heard it here first. First chance is hearing about it. Come August, I will no longer be everyone's favorite fifth grade teacher on this podcast. I'll be everyone's favorite middle school ELL teacher on this podcast. Is that like ESL? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. English language learners. So... I am changing jobs, moving schools within the same district. Um, We'll be actually with some of the students that I've taught previously because they'll still be in middle school. Um, But teaching language English learners specifically in middle school, making making more money, making the same money plus one step because it's one year later. My the steps for my program are like legitimately like eighty dollars a year. Yeah, it's not much. So I don't know if yours are like eighty dollars a year. It's a little more, but sadly not that much. But yes, so you heard it here. 
Chance is one of the first people to hear this news. There you go. Aside from like my wife and my boss and my new boss who told me. You're abandoning um, your students and everyone you've ever worked with. Yes, I'm pulling a Feeny, actually, and I'm going with them. (laughs) That's fair. But not all of them. But yeah, I just wanted to let you guys know that that is changing. Well. I'm very excited. Congrats. Thanks. I'm known for about a day now and haven't told anyone. Oh, wow. Thank you. I just wanted to see what it would look like in the waveform. It looked good. Um, we want to say thanks to Dizzy Parker for the use of our theme song. He wrote the song that is our theme song. and you can, He did not. He covered the song he, that was our theme song. He arranged the song <laughs> that is our theme song. He covered and arranged. <laughs> it's been too long. It's We'd been like three weeks thank since I've done this. Thank you to Dizzy Parker for our theme song. You can find it and links to all of his other stuff in the episode description. He wrote it all himself <laughs> and did such a good job. And you should tell him that in the comments. You say, I can't believe you wrote this. <laughs> this is so good. What is this from? <laughs> it's not from anything. It's from his head because he wrote it. Um, yeah, so thanks to him. You can check us out on Instagram mm-hmm. and on Twitter. We're both back to normal. Yeah. Um, Smallville for two days, which yeah. was fun. Changed for about 36 hours. Uh, made a lot of posts. Still getting a lot of likes on the posts on Instagram. <laughs> I haven't, made any, bo- I haven't, made, I haven't made any Boy Meets World posts, though, to see how it compares. Um, but yeah, so you can just follow us there or send us an email at bgworldfever at gmail.com. And we'll read it on the show. Yeah. Thanks, Agent Silva, for rating us on Spotify. Other people out there, rate us on Spotify. Yeah. It's another place where you can do that. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, Apple Podcasts still. Um, Give us us five stars, please. Mm Mm-hmm. Give me them five stars. If you got a four star, keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. That one guy gave us five stars, even though he didn't like my take about Zack Snyder's movie. Yeah. If he can do it, you can do it. (laughs) Yeah. Um... But anyway, I think that's all that I've got. That's all I've got. So from all of us here, at Boy Meets World Fever. April Fools. (laughs) I got you again. We're going back to Smallville. (laughs) Somebody save me.